0: Welcome to Clyde's on Main. I mean Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Uptown <laughs> <laughs> Carroll, along with Chris Cox. We got the coach, stands by. We're giving Clyde a hard time here. He's a Probably the hardest working employee that Howard has here today, and they got some great food as well. It is Monday; they got the cheeseburger special to go along with all of that. And guys, glad to have you along with us. What a fun week ten it was in high school football, uh, college football. It was. I was watching some of the wrong games, evidently, because there were some really good ones that go along with it. And Chris's chaos. It, Cast was somewhere else this week, Chris. I mean, they took the week off. The players did. So. I, I, I just oh, wish these
1: schools that schedule these games with the NFL Network and the Armed Forces Network would give it to somebody else too, so that we could watch them. I it's finally coastal. got to see Coach Are to play. I finally got attention? to see him play. Man. you paying attention, <laughs> <laughs> Coach?
2: I looked through five streaming devices that you said was going to be on there, and it wasn't. Well, we got to figure out who's going to have. Comment. I have Comedy Central at my house. You probably do, and you do. That's where Carolina Clemson should be. I don't know if well, going that, to carry that, the game. Now that, that's what Willie says.
1: We, Willie said it's 11 o'clock kickoff. Well, it is probably going to be a 12 o'clock kickoff, so he might have missed that. It's going to be
2: on one of these channels. Oh, that's right.
1: Comedy <laughs> Central, that's out in the – It that's, is. That's out somewhere else. So that's Levko's. Due to time – Due to the time streets. stuff, it's going to be moved to 11 o'clock kickoff.
0: It will be comical. I will say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a week it was. We had some good games that were out there, though. Nobody predicted the Georgia Tech beating North Carolina. That was nope. a big surprise to everything. Marshall laid in an egg. We'll get into that they uh, as me well, well with Coastal one. Carolina. Yeah, that was one of uh, uh that was there. Nobody – but, you know, I mean, you and I were watching that game kind of together and, and texting back and forth. Their quarterback – was dropping dimes. Jared Guest showed me that
2: he is the man of Sam. But you know, again, I'd love to see what McCall did. You know, he's got his helmet off, he's got his little t-shirt on with his number on it. and Doesn't have his name, but I mean, you know what's crazy, McCall, he's got that big head and that mullet. <laughs> and every time there was a play to the sideline that that Guest made, you know, he he would be like, you know, he get all down on himself. Puts his arm around him, come over here, and let's talk about it. And he's got the headset on, which he's talking to tricking them up in the booth, and he's got the plays in his hands. So he basically was another coordinator, but also the quarterback to lead this kid. So that was huge. and been a lot to guests. And like I said, I think he played better because of that. And then just to be able to play the way they did, man, I mean, that's – that was a big win for well, them. And,
1: and the thing about it, a lot of people forget, Guess is not a
2: freshman either. No, he's not. He's, he's been a, there. He's, he's a senior. He's, a senior. Senior, yeah. and he's he, a
1: senior. He's played in McCall's shadow for four years. How many other teams have a second year the uh, backup quarterback that's been there for four years? Usually those cats are gone. you know. <laughs> but this guy stayed. And every game, every year, he's had to fill in a game here or there. And. The guy just comes out much like Jason McCall. Just comes out and wins ball games for you.
2: Half time, he was what, Tom? He was like because he ends up and uh, he ends up like uh, fourteen for twenty for two eighty nine, three and one, three touchdowns and a pick. But um, just he, a, he was at like a one
0: seven eight yeah, or something like man, that at halftime. The
2: first three or four, the first two series, he was perfect. He didn't miss a pass, and like I said, I was just stunned to see it, but I'm going to tell you, I will give Marshall credit. They shut the running game down for the most part. The one or two guys, I mean, they were 40 for 145 with a touchdown. That was Reese White. Um, They shut my boy Balsazar down. He ends up with, like, five carries for negative yards. Well,
1: I mean, and that's like you got the other running backs, too, the Bennett's and everybody else they got down there, but you can't shut every one of them Mm -hmm. down, and that's what. Coastal's going to rotate them in, and they find one that can get it done.
2: <laughs> and, you know, we were looking for, for Sam the whole time. He started yeah. out really good in the game. I don't remember where the stat ended up, but yeah, Jerry was Brown was five. Catches
0: for 48.
2: Yeah, Jerry Brown was five for 117 with yeah. two touchdowns, so that was the pickup for him. You can, Like you say, you cannot take one guy and try to single out Sam Pickney because you got another two over there ready to catch the ball. Yeah. So you, you that's a team that you're not going to totally be able to shut down. And, I mean, the – I will say this, because I felt like one of the reasons that Marshall had a chance was Cam Poncher, and then he was 11 for 22, 50%, 125, and two picks. And they took him out, and that's when I asked you, I said, is this Chad and son named Cole Pendleton? And he laid an egg too. I mean, he was 12 for 23 for 77. He threw two picks. But all in all, defenses play good on both sides. I mean, other than the fact that you had a couple guys just explode for Coastal. and Well, I think that's where Coastal, I think uh,
1: Beck went in there and said, look, we're going to be without our guy, Manny McCall. So, offense, y'all don't do anything to lose us the game. Defense, y'all go win the game for us. And the defense stepped up and showed you what they can do.
2: And I don't know if anybody wants to play them right now. It's an interesting story because we've heard Mr. Pickney come in here and come on podcast and talk about Trick it. Um And the fact that his dad was a coach, yeah. and I told Stan because he didn't get to see it, but I know you did, um, Trickett's brother was on the other side of the field for Marshall. He's a coordinator over there. And his brother is a coordinator for the Rams. So, coaching's in his family. The one thing the announcer said was, what happens to talk to three ugly women when their mother is so pretty? That's the one thing. He didn't, he didn't like the fact he had to talk to the two brothers and the dad, and then the mama's sitting over there, and she's the prettiest thing in Coastal. <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty funny. And then, but, like I said, I think you got to see a little bit of what the Trickett family brings to the offensive side of the ball. I think that shows you right there. They're all in with the the offensive side way of thinking, and they asked the brother to said the Rams, and he's like, "Well, I gotta get my butt back. I gotta get to Dallas. He said, like, I gotta play. I gotta fly to here tonight and get to Dallas because you know they played the Cowboys yesterday. So I thought it was a cool story though that we don't we've never heard of Trickett really. You probably have, but I had never heard of Trickett mm-hmm. until Beck took that job, and then you know Sam you know well, now, goes Trickett, down Trickett and, was the coach. At- Georgia State, State yeah. too, that yeah. that
1: left, and, and that, um, that's one reason Sam yeah, went to I was going to say, the,
2: Mr. Fickness, that's one of the main reason he did go, because he, he was such a good good coach. But I think you got to see a glimpse of how good Coach Beck can really be.
1: Well, and you see the quality of players mm-hmm. that Coach Beck has, that you lose the three-time conference player of the year. Oh, well, we got the number two quarterback. We just plug him in, let him throw for a couple hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns, and, you know. Life goes on at the coast.
0: <laughs> yeah, but definitely three sacks they ended up having uh, on the night defensively oh. for 26 yards uh, in the total of all that. I mean, it, Pennington pretty much was kind of looked like Spencer Rattler running for his life in the backfield most of the night.
2: But you know he was a high,
0: he was a big recruit. I remember, I guess because of the name, but
2: I know Ohio State had looked at him. I mean, and this kid, you know, he's a junior too. I think, I think he's a junior. Um, but Foncher just like just, I just maybe he just hadn't had played the defense like Coastal has. But the worst thing they could have done to me was Coach Huff was benching Foncher because they play App State this week and that's their rival. And now you benched your quarterback. So what kind of a emotional feeling is he gonna have going into that App State game? Am I gonna be first team practice this week or is Pennington gonna get first team reps? And I think that was the wrong thing to do. I I think you should have left a kid in there. Like I said. He was 11 for 22. What I always say, give me 50%. And mm-hmm. that's what he was. Now, he had no yard. He had 125 yards, but he had two picks. But, And I think that's just a point that you say, well, this is a really good football team. Penny needs his reps. And kind of like we've seen this year. But, I And I told Stan I was even impressed with – Bolesco or whatever his name is, the 3rd yeah, guy? 3rd quarterback. Because he came in, and he had a couple of rushing plays that were phenomenal, and, and he waved off one of them. He calls an audible, and the coaches, is over there like, what? And he calls a quarterback
0: draw, and he draws it up the middle for like 15, 16 yards, and the coach is like, all right, all right. Well, he was your leading – well, second-leading rusher by yeah. a yard at <laughs> five attempts for 37. Yeah.
2: So, And that was on the one play it was a 15. So, I mean, I, I think the future's bright. I mean, I was – you know, Stan's the coastal guy. He's a, our reporter for down there. Um, and like I said, I, I was impressed. I haven't been able to watch them all year because they do play normally on ESPN or something like that. So where he had his gripe about it, I enjoyed it on NFL Network. And I didn't realize the NFL Network had, had so many games already, Sunback games, you know, through the year. And I've, I've been missing them because like, I can't get anything else. I just didn't realize it.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the change that they did make. Go back and look. Cause I don't know what flip, what switch they flipped, but remember they lost to Georgia State, yeah, right. Georgia Southern, back-to-back. They went to App State win there, and they've been on a winning streak since uh, in that regard. So they've only got those two losses in conference play to go along with it right now. I know so that
2: Georgia Southern beat Georgia State. I was trying to get the stats for that game because it was – That was last week. Yeah, Granger. Yeah, maybe that is the stats. But anyway – yeah, those are the games that you've seen, so it'll be interesting to see. I don't even know who goes plays Saturday, but I, I guess I we'll think, be in protocol and think, again. And I think Marshall's got Georgia State. And they play App State, because they were talking oh, about right, the, that App was State. the rival game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to be in another concussion protocol until Thursday or Friday afternoon to see about, you know, my man. And, and you got Saturday James Madison play. sitting out there undefeated. <laughs> And you know what? We're gonna be. This is a team we will talk about later through the year because I'm gonna tell you something. I realize that they can't go to a bowl. They, they're, in others will go to a bowl unless the bowls don't have enough legal teams to they come in that one. are six and six. So, if you got like a five and seven Texas Tech or a Clemson team that's five and seven, and they don't qualify for a bowl, that's the way they get in. And I think they will. Somebody is not gonna have the record they need, and it could be a. I mean, this could be something funny because you might get a. D.J. Uwe maybe in a little bit lesser bowl than what he thought they were going to play in. And they get a James Madison, they're not going to be ready for this team because I'm going to tell you, James Madison's fire.
1: Well, <laughs> James Madison can James go out to the Idaho Potato Bowl and play <laughs> Montana State. That'd be cool. That'd be a good ball game. But He's, that's two former he, Division II teams going at each other. So
2: That's the coach. This is James Madison, Cirillo or whatever his name is, could be Indiana or Stanford by the by after this season because both of those are like they're going to fire the coaches. So
0: that'd be a good hire to get him because, like I said, he he's been at a bigger school before. So, all right, well, Coastal Carolina they got Old Dominion coming up this Saturday, um, and it will be at up there in Norfolk, Virginia. So it's with this cold front that's coming through this week, it's liable to be a little cold. I see on. The uh, but after that, they got Texas State Army. Uh, Army's also up at West Point. And then uh, they got James Madison at home, though. It'll be in Conway. Now, that'll be one that you week. need to go to. That'll season, be the final right? game yep. of the season, the senior day.
2: That may be close to North South Day. Or is it close
0: December? Eighth. Yeah, yeah, okay. 8th of December.
1: So That's right.
2: So it'll be like right there at it. But that would be a good weekend to go Sting, because that's going to be a really good football game, and it may have implications on the fun belt. And you're talking North South. Now, my
1: <laughs> family Christmas get togethers with the nephew making this uh <laughs> junior classic or whatever they call it now, now half the family wants to go down there to Myrtle Beach and, and watch him Friday what a, y'all <laughs> I thought we were having a so we got so now, now now the family Christmas dinner may be at my daughter's house in Myrtle Beach. Or well, there Conway. you go. You don't have to there worry you about. You go. And you don't know, to worry uh, about said, Good Friday, man.
2: Just go that, out there and watch go.
0: that scrimmage yeah. and whatever, man, and enjoy yeah. yourself, and worry about yeah. shopping later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's talk about uh, previously the third rank. Now the second rank. Furman Paladins. They were uh, third ranked in, in uh, uh, this group of five against East Tennessee State. They ended up winning sixteen to eight in this one. This was a fun game to watch because um, uh, I kept flipping back and forth between trying to. to to find out who is going to end up winning this one because it went back and forth for a good long time in that first half.
2: I, like I said, I listened to Dan Scott's broadcast, and like I said, that's, he's really good. I mean, he's a football baseball guy anyway, but Dan Scott did a wonderful job with that game. Um, and then I had to go hunt. I, I don't like this portal network here. I like CBS Sports and Fox. <laughs> but for some reason, they don't worry about CBS and Fox. don't worry about the little teams like Furman, and so Mm -hmm. they don't give you stats. So I had to go there to see what it was. And and we were talking about Huff, and he said, see, what what does it feel said? If you're 2-6, and that's what your team really is? Okay, that's what they are. Not a very good football team. (laughs) Just no offense at all. I think they end up with, like, a little – right at maybe 130 yards total offense. But Tyler Huff, man, another good game. And just think – I think of Furman. I think of Roberto, Dominique Roberto, the running back. Tyler Huff threw the ball 35 times. He was 25 for 35 for 215 and a touchdown. At yeah, Furman. You don't know, always think about Furman as that throwing uh-uh. team. And then Roberto, they shut him down 22 for 65. First game he had to have a touchdown in his career at Furman. So that streak got broke. You know? I wouldn't
1: want to, to be the team that's got to play him this coming week. <laughs> because <laughs> he's going to be juiced. He's going to be ready to say, Coach, give me the ball. Well,
0: that would be Chattanooga.
2: <laughs>
1: and, 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 and he's liable to
0: go for 200.
2: And Josh Harris, man, true freshman. Eight attempts, 78 yards, and a touchdown. And I always go to the kickers because I always think about y'all. <laughs> Ian Williams is up there, and he's got a 64% kicking rating as a as field goal. Three for three, but his long was 52, Tom. You know what the other field goals were? Forty six and fifty one. <laughs> so he's got Uh-oh. three kicks. that are right on that. Dabo <laughs> may be putting
1: the call in. To him, you need to come kick for me next year, young man. I think he's a senior, so he, could, oh, that's, he may
2: be. that could yeah. be a possibility, of grad. Because I know now that is one thing that Dabo will look at. He'll look at a grad. Yeah, mm-hmm. he may not be a portal guy yet, but he, he may look at a, da- a graduate. So, a
1: yeah, really good game. My
2: and defense was great. Yeah. I mean, just that's what you want, man. That's how you win games. You move oh, up you slowly games. but surely, and uh, go from there, man. but.
0: Good game for the Dens, and they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, so they got Chattanooga Saturday, one thirty is when that game's going to get underway. Um, you look at PC; they had to uh, go on the road up to Davidson, and uh, well, Davidson's better than we thought they were going to be. <laughs> 45-28 the final in this one, um, and, and really, uh, you got to take out you take out the second quarter, and this is a ball game. Oh yeah, I mean they they outscored PC seventeen to three in the second. In that regard. And it was just one of those where they had some turnovers and just weren't able to convert anything. A bunch of three and outs, whereas Davidson was able to drive the ball and keep it going.
2: The coverage spread, though. The they covered spread, <laughs> uh, And, you know, now, now even these teams here, I mean, they're they're starting to realize Wesley can hurt you. You need to focus on this quarterback named Wesley because he can't hurt you. But like I said, they played a really good game. It's just like these are basketball schools. We joke about going to Columbia regions and stuff, but these are basketball teams that they're playing. Butler and Dayton and yeah, but Davidson ran the ball. I they mean, did. They, are, they uh, have a ground game that did. is very, very good. They're, and like you said, I mean, they're a little bit better than we thought they were. I mean, I, six and two is not a bad bad record. Not a bad record.
0: All there are right. a lot
1: of teams out there that would like to be 6-2 with four games left. <laughs>
0: well, there's a lot of offense in this. Uh, you look at PC, they had 419 yeah. yards of offense to 365 of Davidson's. And you Evergard. would think
1: that PC won the ball game yeah. at that much difference. Yeah. You but, would, you would thought. but here again, it's that
0: one word, that turnovers is what cost them the ball game. Yeah, and and, uh, you know, Davidson too was also nine of sixteen on third down conversions, whereas PC was four of thirteen. So that'll hurt you if you can't. And and most of that was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, or or that second quarter. I'm sorry. So we'll see. Get back on track this week, hopefully. Yeah, um, uh, and the (laughs) the good news is, is San Diego has to come to PC, so. Um, that'll be the good thing. They don't have to go on the road. So, the Blue Holes will return back to Bailey Field this Saturday. And
2: that's not San Diego State, the Aztecs. That's the other San Diego Toritos other, or whatever yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I got excited the first couple of times because I thought it was San Diego State. You can see some really good football. But, <laughs> not. I mean, they're decent, though. I mean, I've, I've seen some of the, And they play Urchkin,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they play Urchkin, So, Bailey will be rocking. <laughs> It'll, be, it'll keep going. Mm-hmm. All right, well let's talk about Erskine because they uh, had a home game uh, we saw everybody getting ready in the middle of our, our uh, broadcast on Friday night. They were getting ready for Saturday morning. but Erskine uh, took on Tuscalum at JW. Babb Stadium. Um, you know Tuscalum improves their record of five and four, five and two in the conference play. a big win for them, 52,14 uh, being the final in this one. Still not exactly where we need to be. Um, like I said, and like I said, you can't. Well, he only managed 187 yards of offense. That's, I mean, and most of that was rushing. He only had 75 through the air, which is a complete reversal of what it was last year.
2: And Pender probably had half of that because he was—he's a rattler right now. He's running for his
0: life back there. And, and
2: I don't want to say you can't. You still got to give this team time, but because I, in my mind, and I'm sure you saw Saturday, who plays football Saturday and Anderson, right? Mm-hmm. Had a first scrimmage. Yep. Bobby Lamb in the crowd, and that is a—I hate to say—that is a beautiful little. Campus field, field house, and all that. It's free up there, and he's going to be able to recruit. Um, And that's a team, like I said, I think they're going to come in right off the bat, and they're going to do some things that Erskine just hasn't been able to get off the hump to do. So
0: get ready now, shout, because I'm telling you, your competition's coming. Yeah, Erskine ended up playing three quarterbacks, Austin Parker, Greg Pender, and uh, Ethan Damron. And Damron's the youngest one, right? Yeah, he's the youngest. Mm -hmm. Uh, He came in late, though, uh, one attempt for two yards. Um, that he ended up throwing, but Pender was four of nine for twenty four, and Parker did most of it. Two yeah. of five for forty nine. And the thing is, sometimes you got to find that rhythm. And
2: but there again, when it's like every game we talk about, I tell you about Tuscaloosa. Man, that's up there in the hills of Tennessee. Beautiful campus, and that team's been around for a while. One of my friends coached up there from from Bradley, and uh, he loved it up there. And I remember when Mike Ayers would take his teams up to Tuscaloosa, and they would lose. So Tuscaloosa's been around for a long time. They've just kind of. Dropped in size and, and division a couple of times. That's not an ugly loss because Tussman's got a pretty good record this year. Well, Emory and Henry is what's <laughs> going to be next. How uh, <laughs> you beat both of them? I mean, we yeah. we got we're we going to definitely have to use three quarterbacks in this game because they got two already. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where's that even at, Tom Carroll? That's going to be at Emory and Henry. Is that
2: Atlanta or somewhere, or is
0: it, where um, is that school? I believe that's up in Virginia, if okay. I'm not mistaken. That's what I was thinking, too. Another it's Virginia-wise. <laughs> yeah, it's up there by Blacksburg, I believe. Okay, VT. Not in Blacksburg, but yeah, around, around, it, around yeah. it. And they're
1: fam- they're famous for the William and Henry offensive <laughs> play. That <laughs> Coach Ferrier used to try all the time, you know. What or, play is this? Is this well, a- <laughs> you got you got the center lining up by itself over the ball. You got tackles out at wide receiver. You got wide receiver at guards. I mean, it's just or like a swinging uh, gate kind, you know, kind of a- It's of one of those guy. if you
2: are on defense and you are like, "What the crap what, are they doing?" This? doing yeah. <laughs> this is what you do, talker. Yeah, you if you are on de- them <laughs> very
1: seldom does the ball get snapped in it. But it's just I the have, formation. I have seen Spurrier get the ball snapped on it.
2: What's well, it? Yeah, yeah the anywhere. receiver. Came uh, around in motion, and, they, and and to me, I was like, oh, no, the long snapper. I mean, the snapper's going to dump it over his head in the backfield. But the, the receiver coming in motion, got the ball and actually got positive yards on the play. They did get time out in time. That's what the problem was. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it got off. I got to run. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Said
2: it. Good
0: deal. All right, well, let's head to the big two before we get into high school here. Uh, one of those is being South Carolina. Went over to take on the Aggies at Texas A&M. Uh, out there in College Town, and um, well, thirty to seventeen ended up being the final. That uh, DQ Smith ended up getting ejected for targeting in this one. Uh, take, I mean, they came out in the first quarter when I was listening. They came out in the first quarter, and I thought, well, they got an opportunity to actually beat these guys. I mean, they they were on fire, and then the second quarter hit, and what happened?
1: Well, <laughs> Rattler started getting gets called for three penalties for yeah. intentional intentional, intentional grounding. grounding. He gets sacked about six times and gets hit fourteen times and all I mean it just uh, we lost Trey Jones, another offensive lineman. Now I think we're already down to the last five we had healthy, but uh You lost two linemen I thought. Yeah. yeah and and so, you know, uh Mario t- did an admirable job at running back, but the carry on had a had a good play call that playing wild He cat, loves a wildcat. down on the goal line and scored. Defense played okay. I mean, two score game going, you know, one score game going into the fourth quarter. You feel like he's even as beat up and banged, you know, I think Leggett was 80% at best. Turnovers,
0: they didn't get defense getting any turnovers. Still, turnovers. Third game in a row, we didn't have turnovers.
1: But we didn't turn the ball over, but one time, and that was real. That was right at the end of the ball game. Uh, Just when you got your four starting receivers from the first game, your four number ones sitting on the bench or didn't even make the trip, you know. And that's all you, and you got Rattler, well, now all of a sudden, now you're playing freshman at every wide receiver position you got. The first one he threw to Harbor, it went right through his hands. But as soon as they got to the sideline, Rattler's right in front of him, patting him on the chest, on the shoulder, pass don't worry about it, big boy, I'm coming back to you. The next couple times he went to him, Harbor caught the ball, so... Uh, you know, they didn't give up, but still just not enough Jimmys and
2: Joes to compete with those guys. I'm depressed with Rattler in this game. I'm, I'm always critical of some of the plays and stuff. Well, and if you, if you the leadership it. right there, what you're talking about with, with Harvard, I'll give him that. I mean, he showed that. I mean, and, know, 20 for 33, 176, and a touchdown. I mean, but, I, I'm yeah. still not – Anderson's the one that bothers me. Because we've heard about what he's done at Somerville and what he's done at Newberry. And, I mean, I've been waiting on the 16, 20 carries a game, and he gave me 72 yards. I know we got injuries on the line. I just don't think he's – he reminds me a little bit of a Shipley because he's not a big dude. He's more of a speed, finesse, get me outside, swing me or something. But I, I will give you credit because I, I do – there's a play that you talked about when we were coming up here, and that's the carrying at, at – at, um, Quarterback in the Wildcat, mm-hmm. and he sent Rattler wide. You'll see it probably the next two or three weeks. I think you'll see that play, and I think it'll either be a pass to Rattler, or Rattler goes out, comes back, and gets kind of a flea flicker and throws a touchdown off of it. Uh, there's so many things you can do with that, but I'm a, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go defense this time because I think you're right about it. Debo Williams is having a year. Yep, eight stone solo Michael. tackles, stone, stone and five. Yeah. And then Marcellus Dial, If you ever forget about Marcellus Dahl, he's going to do the same thing. So, between Stone Blanton and Dial, that's 10 tackles. And then, you know, Debo Williams. And then I'm not going to say anything about the D.Q. Smith. I mean, it's what it is. He, I mean.
1: They're <laughs> well, like, like Todd Ellis said on the broadcast, the 11th man's fish is on the field today, folks. That's right. And that's <laughs> what I'm you technical, know, so, though. You know, and as far as Rattler goes, uh, and they – anybody that watched it heard the announcer say that a ton of scouts have, have kind of flipped on him where they were kind of down on him early but the more games he plays the more, the more these NFL scouts are saying wait a minute this cat can play this game even getting beat to death like he's getting beat he's still a leader on the field he's still making plays this guy's got potential for the next level so, That's and possible. Course, and of course, Coach Mamer sitting on there saying, as long as we got Spentler, Spencer at quarterback, we got a chance to win. And the defense is playing not lights out. No, by no means. Uh, they can't stop a run, and a lot of times they, but they're getting better at the pass. You, nobody's throwing the dial. Whoever dials covering, he's, they're not even getting targeted. I don't <laughs> care who it is. And it's starting to get that way with Fortune. So, uh but Fortune's still young. He's made a few mistakes, but um, defense but, played well enough to to keep you in the ball game. And
2: we got to get some turnovers. And so let me get this right now. Happy. DQ got ejected.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did Fortune? No. no. Okay, so he just got the penalty call. Yeah. He didn't get ejected. Okay. Because, I mean, we're coming into a game this week, and I didn't find out until Nick was telling me over there or Ryan was telling me that Jacksonville State with Rich Rodge, who you know really well, Rich Rodriguez and um, they beat SMU the other week, and I have not looked at that. I'll go back and look at that and see what I can find. But SMU has been one of those teams you didn't want to play because, like I said, they beat TCU early in the year. Now TCU's starting to make that mount back to where they want to be, the quarterback's back, and so they're playing better football. But it's one of the games you can't sleep on because, no, I mean, no. if Jacksonville State's playing good enough football, they can come in Willie B and
0: really be in.
1: Only thing I can say, if you're an offensive lineman in high school and you've got years of eligibility, go knock on Coach Beamer's door. Orquest not door. Yeah, you you, you might you might get offered uh, some shoulder pads and at least one practice to see if you can hold up and if you can hold up and don't get hurt in practice, you might be dressing on the team on Saturday. We well, you
2: know none that Trey's out. No, Mister Abbeyville's he's yeah. out. You know I you know I got that year left, Coach. So I'm waiting on that phone to ring right there. So <laughs> I'll suit back up. You know, I've never played lines. So that's gonna be fun for me. But uh, we'll see how it goes. But like I said. It, it, I'm glad that Coach isn't using the injury thing as an excuse because I can go, as you said, I've gone through every one, top twenty-five game, and I can tell you every team's got injuries. No, no bigger than Duke right now, which we will talk about in a minute because that's the only one they hit. This, <laughs> but this is this is this
1: was the Aflac <laughs> question of the day. South Carolina is one of only two teams to have played five teams ranked in the top in the polls mm-hmm. who was the other one In all of college football who was the other team i wouldn't know
2: i would say SEC, it's the team
1: but... that's rolling into the valley saturday oh no day
2: Well, that's jekyll and hyde they I mean... right there
1: the only two teams that have played multiple teams in that top five top 10 top 15 top 20 in the nation so that tells you South Carolina is not playing the little sisters of the pool to begin with. And then you get the injuries that they've had. And Coach Beamer's not, like you said, in his press conference the other night. I've, I've never been a part of a
2: team that had this many injuries to one position in my coaching career. But I credit him because, I mean, it, I mean you hear a lot of other coaches that do. And, I mean, Echo, or whatever his name is at Duke, he was yeah. like – he even asked he announced after the game he said – I mean, years you play. <laughs> yeah. I need somebody. Yeah. But I, and and they're losing they're losing skill set guys. That's what yeah. worries me about Duke. Yeah. It's not really the lineman. They're they're losing skill set guys. Yeah. Uh, playing you know Riley Leonard. I think it's more of a hindrance than to let him play because he's that one he's that one play away being done. He's got he, you he know.
1: He's, he's hopping around on one leg.
2: I mean, you're taking a chance that he may not play yeah. again. Yeah. And you got a freshman in the Court. You got a running back that's running the ball like crazy in Waters. Keep handing it to yeah. him. Yeah. Beat he did, too. I mean, like I said, I think he had 22 carries in that game. The only positive thing is for Duke in that game against Louisville. So, you got me an interview, I think. Do You have an interview for me? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. All right. I was thinking we were getting ready to play
0: uh, <laughs> Beamer or, or Dabo. or who. So, well, we'll get to Dabo here in a second. Uh, Shane just kind of reiterated what he did um, last – what he said in the press conference uh, Saturday as well. I mean, there wasn't anything really big there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other than praising the team that was there and giving credit to Texas A&M, the things that he normally does, uh, he didn't even really address the uh, uh, injury bug <laughs> no. a, as much as he did, on, you know, on Saturday. Well, December I mean, we calls, eight games in,
1: and this, is, this has been the thing with every game. Yeah. It hadn't been turnovers. It hadn't been penalties. It hadn't been the, – well, the running back issue was a little bit right there at the beginning, but we solved that problem. But – we still I haven't
2: know. solved this level. I think A&M found a quarterback, too. I think they realize now Max Johnson's been the guy the whole time. They resented playing Costello or whatever his name was because Max Johnson was 20 for 30 for 249 and a touchdown. And he did everything you need to do when Daniels ran the ball, 13 for 68 and a touchdown again. So it's just it's one of those games that you go to – I hear, you know, I hear him at the bar talking about going Clemson going to A&M and playing the 12th man, and that's what we played. We played the 12th man. And, unfortunately, he was wearing stripes this week so um, but,
0: but good do, game do, plan
1: do,
2: do you think this game saved Jim Bob's? He took
1: the heat job. off a
0: little but I don't think it saved his job no, I, I can, when you, you beat a 2 and 6
2: team by yeah, yeah, yeah. 14, seven, points.
0: 14 points
2: I mean, you got to saying 2 and 6 and my Patriots are following right <laughs> yeah. along the track <laughs> I'm trying to think we're going to get over that hump but uh, you're, here's what you're fighting if you're Jimbo Fisher you're fighting Mattress Mac <laughs> yeah. and he's already said he got the money to pay out the buyout and he yeah. he's sincere about it and one thing about him is when Houston does lose, he usually does something with a lot of money. So don't be stunned. I would think they would wait till the end of the year. I don't think they would go ahead and cut it straight no, right now. No. But, but there again, you're situation. Who do you get? Who's out there that you really want at A&M that's going to be able to come in and take it over? Could
1: you go get – could you entice a Garrett Riley to come out of Clemson to go to Texas
2: A&M?
0: No. I don't think so.
2: I still say it. I might be wrong that Garrett's there for one reason, and we'll see later on down the road. But I am at some clumps of guys will be okay with that. I mean, B-Rad just walked that way. I mean, he might be willing to give Garrett Riley up. Because, I mean, I think, like you said the other day, I think – and I think that could be the conflict that we have on offense. B-Rad, I think the conflict on offense may be Jeff Scott and Garrett Riley because they don't know each other, and Jeff Scott's been there forever. And he's got – he's a little more say-so than Garrett Riley likes. So –
0: I mean, we'll see, but I mean, be ready to give you Gary Riley, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about this game with Clemson. Um, uh, They lose to to North Carolina State 24 17, being the final in this one. Um, You lose uh, Will Shipley. He's in percussion protocol. They did all kinds of scans on his neck. Uh, We found out that those look normal. You know, hopefully defensive tackle Peter Woods also, uh, who didn't travel, hopefully he's in good standings coming back because they're going to need him up front on that defensive front. And he was missed, truly missed, because that's, uh, you know, one of those where you didn't get much pressure on the quarterback at all through this entire game.
2: He he is a, he's going to be a player there, and they know he's going to be a player at Clemson. Peter Woods is a key on that defensive front, and I think, like I said, they're going to, they they need to get him back as quick as they can. But I mean, like you said, with Shipley, that was I didn't see that it was such a violent hit, but YFF
0: wouldn't well, show it. Well, it, it. It, it, it knocked his chin to his yeah. chest and kind of extended that neck. But I mean, YFF said we're not going to show the play, and I was like, well, I watched well, it, it live. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was a hit, but I mean, it well, was, it was a hit, and Shipley went out.
0: Yeah, he I was mean, out. there for <laughs>
1: anybody to say he didn't go out, yeah. He had, Go back and watch it. Yeah, he was he's, a, he's a limp rag laying on the field, and a lot of concern right immediate. And
2: Boom. you saw the coaches; you saw both sidelines yeah. sending. They were rushing coaches yeah. out left and right, yeah. trainers. Um, so, like I said, he got the treatment he needed. It probably was the best thing that could have happened. I mean, and I, at that point in time, I think it it took Moppa knowing it's him now. Yeah. And it's I think Moppa played there. a really good game. Yeah. I mean, did. for the most part. So should Moppa be getting the majority of the carries?
1: Well, as, he will this, we he, week. He will well, this week. But, I
2: mean, in the previous. I mean, we've been trying to split with Shipley. Is it, does it make sense more to give it to Moffitt now, knowing he might can get some, the bigger yards? Well,
0: I, well, th- they, I think you give. It, I think he's going to be the featured back, and, yeah, I think it's going to be given to him. But I also think uh, the, that younger running back, that freshman well, here, I running back, think is going to get more involved here, and he's question, more dynamic.
1: I think the only question we may have with Moffitt is, can he catch the ball as well as Shipley did out the backfield? Nope. And now Maffa showed Saturday that he's got those chunk play run. I mean, he haven't won, but it was a forty plus. And then he he's got the bull mentality to score two touchdowns in short yardage situations, which I must have been able to do. So you, you had had a
2: running back at a hundred in what three yeah. games <laughs> so far. I mean, so,
1: you know, uh, I don't know. I, the, the the things that have bit Clemson are the same. It's not the same as Carolina, but it's the same thing that has happened all year, turnovers. The
0: turnovers are the big issue. The turnovers,
1: not being able to score in the red zone, and then the defense not being able to create turnovers, much like Carolina last year, have no turnovers. Clemson is having a hard time creating turnovers of their own, uh, and you start just you know, that that bucket's filling up quick with, with problems. You need to get something solved here.
0: All right. Well, here's Dabo Sweeney, what he had to say at uh, Sunday night conference calls that uh, went a little bit long this past Sunday night. But uh, here's his thoughts on this game this past week.
3: Not much different from what I said last night. Uh, just, you know, incredibly disappointing uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, just kind of been that way all season, just a. If you really watch us, watch the games. It's kind of been a season of what could have been, if you will. But uh, we got to flush it. We got to refocus on the next opponent and uh, know that you know we're all frustrated, mad, disappointed, all that stuff. Uh, but you know uh, none of that stuff matters uh, today. We've got to we got <clears> to <throat> season's not over, so you know we got to keep moving forward and and uh, put that behind us. And again, focus on what we what we have the opportunity to do in front of us. Um, and um you know just just stay together you know stay together dust ourselves off and, and uh, get back in the fight this week uh you know I went through this in 2010 it's been a long time but you know been there been been in a situation like this where you have some just you know crazy games that could go either way and and the good news is we're way more equipped now than we were you know 13 years ago so I know we got better days ahead and just make corrections learn and uh, continue to continue to stay the course um but definitely uh frustrating Uh, but we i don't have any doubt we're learning some valuable lessons that 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 i think will just like back in 2010 lead to a bunch of wins uh coming our way but just got to continue again to stay together and the positive of the game uh the the, the one real positive was when it was 10 to 7 and uh You know, we have the the tip ball, pick six. And then, you know, shortly after we have the missed tackle, 72-yard touchdown on the slant, and it's 24-7. to You know, that could have gotten ugly. And the positive is, man, I I was really proud of how our guys fought. They fought their butts off. Um, I mean, they showed a lot of heart, showed a lot of character. Same with the staff because, you know, again, I've been in those situations before. <clears throat> where uh in fact in up there in 2010 i think we turned it over three times inside the 25 like three straight possessions and and it got worse from there so uh, i was really proud of the b- proud of everybody for just fighting back and, and fought all the way the last play uh, you know so that that's that's the one positive uh, but uh you know again just just a incredibly uh you know, disappointing uh <laughs> You know, game and, and a, another missed opportunity uh, defensively. Uh, we gave up 17 points on defense, and, and that should be enough to win. You know, uh, obviously we had two big. They had they only had 200 yards, and 122 of that came on two plays. So that was, um, you know, hard to play perfect, but two two disappointing plays right there. But uh, you know, outside of that, a lot of three and outs, uh, and uh, you know, did a great job on third down. Three sacks and just really, you know, gave us a chance. And then offensively, uh, as I said earlier, biggest positive was they didn't quit. Uh, you know, K was sixty-five percent, thirty-three or fifty-one. And the other real positive is we were one hundred percent in the red zone. So that's obviously been an area where we have <clears throat> struggled. Uh, but we had a couple touchdowns and a field goal down there. So, uh, but just. You know, really just an inconsistent game, missed several missed plays that we had an opportunity to hit, had some critical penalties. Obviously the tip ball pick six, uh, had another interception, and uh, gave up two sacks, <clears throat> some quarterback pressures, and just, uh, you know, just not good enough. Uh, so just a, a tough, tough night, but like I said, we've got a flush it uh, refocus on this next opportunity because we got a we got a really good Notre Dame team coming in here and, and uh, you know excited to get back in the valley and I know our fans are disappointed as well and and uh, and I hope that they will will just rally behind these guys and support them um, and uh, you know, these guys are they're, they're playing hard and you know just just continue to support these guys uh, as they get ready to to go compete got three straight weeks in the valley and uh, we need to do everything we can to to help these guys. So,
0: so there you him. have the Dabo Sweeney on his Sunday night conference calls. And you're right, you can definitely hear in his voice that he he doesn't know what to do with it. This is uncharted territory for him. Do y'all think, for
1: lack of a better word, that this was a trap game for Clemson? Do you think that maybe they were looking a little bit more ahead to Notre Dame? And not having the concentration in this NC State game that they felt like they should win, just
0: yeah, I, by I, I don't think so. I think you they were right. Re- no, they can. No,
1: now I know after the Miami game they were beat up. Yeah. So you you probably didn't have, and we know they didn't have their full complement. But is that one or two players enough to make
2: that fourteen point difference in the game? I know you and I, we talk a lot about we left the game at North yeah. Augusta in Greenwood. I'm going to use that as an example. But we always look at things at Greenwood. We look at T.O.P., time possession. Any idea who carried it? Clemson had Clemson. time
1: possession.
2: Uh, Total yardage, fold. Clemson had it. I, and here's where I finally see, man, it, I finally see Garrett Riley show up. You know how? Clubbing 33 for 50. When have you heard of a Clemson quarterback throwing 50 times in a game other than maybe TL, I mean, other than TL Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence? Um, they, Clemson doesn't usually throw the ball that much. And, I mean, even it went the way it did. He, the two picks, one wasn't his fault really. I mean, it's a yeah. tilt ball that got returned. But what worries me, though, and like I said, Moffa 16 for 84, and that's what you want. He had two TDs, and like, you want Moffa to get close to 100 yards like we want Anderson to get the ball. Um, and you will see that this week. And it's just – Notre Dame's just that team. You don't know who's coming. They may leave the airport or leave everybody in, in South Bend. And Marcus Freeman has just as much trouble trying to coach this team as anybody because he says, we're like Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know what team's coming out. He said Sam Hartman sometimes looked like, you know, Kirk Cousins every now and again. But, I mean, it's going to be a really interesting game. But this is one that Clemson left on the field. And like Davis said, let's flush
0: it. But, I mean, they but- should have won this game. You need to learn how to how to win, and this yeah. team right now is so worried about what's going to happen. What where where are we going to get? When is mixed? the
1: next mistake going to happen? Yeah, and, am and, I going to be the guy that makes that mistake? Yeah, and you know this goes back to we always says say you get one win, the second one's easier, the third one's easier. It's the same way with losses. You have one loss, okay, we can flush that. Well, you come back, you have another loss. Oh. And then next thing you know, you're at four losses, and you're thinking like just like what we're talking about. What's what's hurt us this year more than anything has been turnovers and the lack of turnover production by the defense. Are they thinking about it too much?
2: I'm, I, I'm gonna go with something that you said because you were talking about get that first win, like we saw it. everyone Get that Let's talk about a team that, Sean, uh, that um, Elliott that Elliot coaches up in in Charlottesville. You know, they were zero and three. Yeah. They went to the portal, and this is just for Dabo. They went to the portal and they got a quarterback from Rhode Island, Tony Musket, 24 for 38, almost 250. He didn't throw a touchdown, but he ran for two. So, I mean, there is blessings in the portal that you can go get, and UV almost won the third straight at Miami this week. I mean, they lost in overtime of all things, 29-20. So, I mean, and Tyler Van Dyke played in the game. It wasn't like he didn't play. Tyler Van Dyke played in that game, and they still almost beat him. So, you Devo, did. portal's there, man. You utilize it. But that's the first time this year I think I've really seen Garrett Riley in the booth to throw 50 times. That's what I took from the game. I mean, like I said, defense, I'm like Stan, you you got to get some turnover. Jeremiah Trotter's playing this, but he, he is the Spencer Rattler on defense, mm-hmm. Jeremiah Trotter. Yeah. So. Well, how did Chris's chaos end up? <laughs> Not good. Uh, like <laughs> I said, I, uh, I, got, I got talked into Florida, Georgia, which is fine because, and I'll tell you why I picked it. Stan figured it out. Who's the last thing to beat Georgia regular season? Florida. 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 Three years That's ago. That's the main reason I took the thing. Um, I lost with Texas, but like I said, they played bad enough to lose in that game. I mean, like I said, I, had a, I did take Kentucky over Tennessee. That's a tough loss for me there, but it wasn't one of the chaos picks. Um, the one I should have picked, I had circled and I didn't, and it was Kansas-Oklahoma. Because yeah. – and the reason Big I didn't game. because they had a, a backup – two backup quarterbacks. You know, their quarterbacks got hurt. So, um, all in all, I went one and two with the chaotic picks. But I have learned something else. Notre Dame beat Pitt, and Pitt was the other upset I had. And they set the quarterback. You've got so many teams right now that are starting to sit players that are wanting to go to move on to that next level. I still don't like that aspect of it. I thought that was Beamer. I'm sorry. I was spam likely. <laughs> um, and uh, I just I, – I'm I, – I, to do chaos from now, I'm gonna have to really do a lot more research than I'm doing, and, and that's on me. But um, there, you know, I mean, and I almost had I almost took DJ to lose, and I did. I don't want to go against DJ because I think he's a really good quarterback, and he got a bad rep at Clemson, but he played well. He had 288 yards, two touchdowns, and Benwick had, Benwick's had not rushing the ball at all from Carolina. I mean, he only had four carries for 15 yards, and Arizona's a really good team, and I will give Jim, Jim Steele credit because he and I both said this guy's name at the same time. If you hadn't watched Arizona and Noah Fipita as a freshman, you mission out. He was 15 for 30, 275 and three touchdowns. Against a better team in Oregon State, who's been playing really good defense, so that's your future pick. If you want to pick, it's Noah Pippita. and then like I said, you see that one. I I felt that all along. Louisville's just a better football team than Duke. When you're beat up, I mean, you're just playing against everybody then, like Carolina. So, all
0: right. right, So, who earned
2: their money this week? Oh man, i you know first time ever. I think I'll go with Rattler. I think he did earn money.
1: I think. Well, if you're looking at Carolina first, I'll go with Rattler, and I may say Mario Anderson. Uh, defensive side, of the ball, Debo Williams, uh, Stone Blanton. Dial. Dial. Yeah. I mean, those guys earned it. As far as Clemson goes, you know, you look at the offensive side, and Klubnik didn't have a bad game. No, he, he earned his money. Uh, <laughs> Shipley got hurt. Moffa earns his money. I mean, he breaks off a chunk play for 40 plus yards, has two touchdowns. you got to uh, get the ones you don't want to give it to are these receivers that are dropping open passes and or they can't get open but then you flip it over on the defensive side and you've got a row of a row, a row. <laughs> I thought he probably had the best game He's of anybody on the defensive side but you know and then you go down the coastal McCall's might as well have been the offensive coordinator there, then. Garrett and earned guess, his plus. I think he got yeah. a, <laughs> And guess, guess one, his going away. And uh, well, know, how does that
2: work when you're in? Because I don't know the guess that guess has probably got NIL yet. He probably does, but if he doesn't, he will this week. Uh, that well, might be well, one. That,
1: well, that's probably where uh, McCall will say, "Well, here's yeah. my portion there of NIL for for
0: winning the ball game and keeping us. I we can are. see that. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, for Furman, Tyler Huff, definitely. Tyler yeah, Huffman Dominic definitely. didn't do it this way. And defense. Yeah. The defense for defense Furman played
2: well. I mean, like I said, all in all, I mean, Clemson played good enough to win. I mean, we, we played decent in the game. I'm, I just – like I said, now we're going to have to start looking and see what guys are going to start laying it down and get ready for the pros. I don't think we got anybody to worry about that. Um I had heard maybe that Rattler would sit the rest of the year, but I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he wants to sit. And he's I think too much of a competitor. It will be his. Yeah. yeah, I think that will be his. And that will be the big thing for him with the NFL scouts.
1: Well, I think the With scout, Caleb Williams
2: yeah. and, and Cam Rising and these other guys saying, I'm not playing anymore. i got to worry about making the next level. And then they're seeing Rattler get beat up, but yet
1: he's still going out there every game and playing. <laughs> and they're saying, well, I know our offensive line is better than the Carolina offensive line. I know I run back. but they've got some quality receivers that he's hitting.
2: Let me do one more he game. Got a, a second. I'm going to go number 24, Southern Cal, because Willie kept hitting me up all night long. It ends up 50-49. <laughs> but let's look at Kayla Williams because he's not on the bench. He was 24-40 for, for 369 and two touchdowns. And our boy, Marshawn Lloyd, 17 for 125 and two touchdowns. Jordan Burch had a great game at Oregon this week, and I just continue to think about what might have been. What and, they did at Utah was impressive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They shut that team. And there yeah. again, that's the quarterback that shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Rising's not going to play the rest of the year. So, I mean, there was some really good games, but like I said, I want to get those two in. And, and like I said, I can't be mad at, at – um, oh, the other one I had was Rice over – Tulane ended up thirty twenty eight. So I mean, that
0: was one of my big upsets with JT Daniels. <laughs> good deal. We're at Howard's on Main and Uptown Greenwood. Come by and see Howard and his staff. They are open early, so you can get here for breakfast. As a matter of fact, and everybody keeps telling me how good the grits are. Oh and, man! Yeah. Oh, you got to come and try <laughs> breakfast
2: ferrito What do you get every day, Stan? For breakfast, coffee. Okay,
3: <laughs> Stan says he's got a coffee. But, yeah. What does Willie get? That's what we want to know. Whatever what, what, he what, fixes.
0: What, <laughs>
1: Willie's gonna go by there and he's gonna have him. Uh, about two or three eggs, some sausage, you know, a couple of patties, some some cheese, and then throw some grits and then just chop it all up and make it into one. Uh, you could come in and order the Riley Omelette, which is about four eggs and everything in the, except for the kitchen sink. <laughs> and it'll cover a plate. I ain't had a bad meal here. can't eat it. They
2: see breakfast here every day, too. so. Thorne
1: likes the stuff, uh, ham and cheese egg wraps. He'll call and he'll have I have it ready for him as soon as he walks in door and he starts dumping sriracha on it. So. That's finish wrap now. That's <laughs> yeah, good for you. Yeah.
2: And that's how I, that's how I do my breakfast. Ribs and the wrap, finish wrap also. So you got to get up here one day. I don't know what day we want
0: to come, but try it one day and see. All right. Well, let's get into the high school games. Uh, the game of the week for everybody was ninety-six going over to Abbeville. Region title on the line, homecoming night, senior night. I mean, it, it was just electric. Uh, pictures I have seen, there there wasn't a, nobody was sitting down. I mean, everybody was standing up for the majority of this game, uh, over the first half at least. And then Abbeville just kind of opened it up uh, in the second half and ended up running away with it. Um, the, the the thing is, is number eight and Leach. Him playing quarterback has made a world of difference, and we know that. But they haven't really played him much in the defensive spot because they haven't needed – they didn't need to. And he came in with 96, and he ended up being the difference maker uh, and, and kind of following along, you know, in that linebacker spot where he needed to be or at safety, where he needed to be in order to stop um, that high-fired offense that 96 has. I agree
2: totally, man. Like I said, when I saw some of the stats from the game, I was like, Wow. And then, you know, we were talking about it Friday night about how beat up the line play was for 96 and all that. But I I got a text early Saturday morning and says, well, that was a beatdown in Abbeville, wasn't it? Who'd you pick again? I was like, yeah, it was a beatdown in Abbeville. <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, Coach Bennett's a the guy. There they, In a couple of years, he's going to have what he wants over there. And, I mean, this is a team that's going to do well for Abbeville. I think they can go a good ways in 2A. They're going to have tough tasks to do. It won't be Friday night because I think for the third year in a row they're going to get Columbia to <laughs> Which is a, a usually doesn't even come up here very well. That's usually fifty six nothing by the half time. But um it's just nothing they can do. And I'm excited more excited to see Newberry because I mean uh, ninety six because I think they get Keenan. Keenan, yeah. yeah. So and that's who have' played has played in the past a couple of times in the two. But I, I, I think this year, like we've said, two and three A are gonna be where it's at. Knock on that wall over there. I'm hoping we can take them Eagles a little ways too though, before we have to give it up too, but uh All in all, man, great game. Stats were good. I mean, and to be able to, I won't say shut down, you know, what's the name of quarterback, but to do what they need to do at
0: Abbeville and to have the defense play the way they did was awesome. All right. uh, And then Dixie, uh, they took on the Flashes in this one. Um, Halftime, the Flashes led 14-13. That's about as close as it ended up getting as uh, Dixie just kind of ended up walking away and – 49-28 49-28 being the final in this one. Well,
1: I think that was probably just a matter of attrition on Kyle and Foss Park. They don't have a large squad to begin with. Most everybody on the team's playing both ways, uh, and they just probably got tired toward the end. The fourth quarter, Dixie probably owned it.
0: Yeah, Ferguson had another big night, 103 yards uh, on three passes to go along with that. One went for a touchdown. But, um, you know, look at Johnson. I mean, we saw him against Augusta uh, – or not Augusta, Anderson uh, Football Club. And, you know, he looked phenomenal back there. He, again – they don't throw that often, but when they do, they make it count. He threw four times for 138 yards and two TDs to go along with it. What did
2: Wilson do? Is he, what was his rushing stats? You got him? Or... Um, I know he
0: played. But... Let me see if I can find Wilson.
2: You're good. Every, the one thing I take from this, and this is the one thing I wish that Jerome would do. If you go back and you listen to the games to where they had a competitive and a fighting chance yeah. – Coach Sia said in the game, it's just good to play a team that you can competitively play against. Yeah. And I think that's, that should be the overall statement and factor that Jerome and them look at, that every one of these coaches feel the way they do. And I think that that's the one thing, man. Collectively, you can get something done. If you try to take them on by yourself, like a certain team in Columbia, I don't know how you're going to fare. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, this is one where Calhoun Falls
1: felt like they had a chance to win. I mean, they put 28 points on the board. They still got beat by 20. Let's don't forget that. <laughs> they got beat by 20. But probably for the whole game, they felt like, you know, we can beat this team if we just make one more play, just make one more play. And against the teams that Chris is alluding to,
0: uh, that one more play started at the in the
1: locker room, you
0: know. Wilson, by the way, carried the ball sixteen times for seventy nine yards, had a TD as well.
2: well he's, he's a touchdown machine, man. I'm telling you, that kid. And and to me, the si- I mean, he
0: just got so much speed. He just once he hits the end, you better have some speed to catch that kid. Yeah, and for the flashes, uh, Jamari Norman ended up with a ninety yard touchdown <laughs> kickoff return. Yeah, that kid's electric. It. He is very, very much so. And uh, I'm not. I he's junior, right? Yeah, I, I believe. So.
2: And like I said, next year, don't we, son? How many players come out for Bald Because, no. you know, Kelly's there now, and like
0: I said, they've got a ton of relatives over there. So Kelly Bryant's going to bring the crowd out. I um, want to make mention where Scholes they took on Thornwell. Uh, their season comes to a, pretty much an end here. Chris Dodson's wish does come true for his seniors. They got a win on senior night to go along with all that. So uh, they end up winning sixty-four to nothing uh, in their season finale to go along with it. Um, JC Medlin. Came back, returned a 71-yard kickoff return uh, for the first touchdown to put the points on the board to get all that rolling. I mean about Justice. I don't have Justice's <sighs> stats. Well, how many did oh.
2: score? How many did score? Uh, 70,
0: 60, 64, I think. Oh, I'm going to say he had a couple <laughs> points, that <it> is.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, Justice Lomax, I mean, he's been that kid. You know, I'd like to see – at the end of the year, if, he gets, if they go back and they look at the overall rushing for him in the games, and they're going to bring you know, a lot of these kids back to touchdown clubs, I'm sure, after this thing's over with. But um, he's a guy that's definitely carried that football team at Wear And, you know, new coach, Coach Dotson, he comes in and does what he wants to do. They win some games. And, uh, like I said, it, every time you talk to one of these teams, they're like, like Coach Collier, you know, from McCormick the other night. He's like, we just want competitive play. And that's what I think. It's the theme. That's what I'm saying. This is the theme you're going to hear from these coaches. So we'll we'll see what high school league does with it. And, and but like I said, all in all, these teams just like to play each other.
0: All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, Emerald. Uh, we knew this was going to be yeah. a tough, tough battle, tough sledding uphill, if you want to call it that. They took on the Clinton Red Devils. And by the way, Clinton's getting healthy, guys. That's the word that I'm getting right now. Is um, you know, Caden Crawford looked like he had recovered from the bruises and bangs and that loss, or loss, <laughs> the loss to uh, South Aiken that they had yeah. and, and all of that. So it looks like they are bouncing back at the right time and getting healthy. But, um, you know, th- this was a tough one to swallow 51-13. to 13 And uh, Clinton pretty much scored at will. Uh, I don't think they had a punt until like the end of the third, beginning of the fourth.
2: This was a tough game. And, I
0: mean, we went in thinking um,
2: – and we, we continue to watch it, the scoreboard, You even know we were doing a game. But all in all, I mean, you're playing Coach DeBose, you got to play. I mean, he's yeah. not going to just walk out there and throw him the white flag and say, hey, y'all got the game. But the one thing I like about Corey Fountain is he never forgets the loss to South Aiken. Because one of his statements in the state favor, they say, Coach, that was a bad loss. He said, oh, you don't know as good as I do how that was a bad loss. <laughs> he said, you know, they are 4A, but he said, they're just not very good, and they owned us. He said, if you – that score and that stat sheet, they owned, you know, Clinton in that game. But I think, like I said, I think you're starting to see Clinton come back from what they used two years ago. And they're getting back to that bill. They're getting healthy. And they're going to be a tough team. I kind of like to see them in BHP, but, I mean.
1: Well, I think you'll see them. In the it may be – I don't think it, it'll be before upstate championship because mm-hmm. somebody's going to have to go through Daniel. And it's probably going to be one of those two teams that go through Daniel to – Go to columbia for the for the big game, and I hadn't
2: looked up three a too much, but I guess I know Tom has. but I hadn't seen who the who everybody's playing. We know who emerald does play And, you know later like I said, Coach is going to
0: take that team from Remmel up there to b h p and be ready, so Zach Franks get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be fun, <laughs> getting all that started. Um, uh, let's talk about Greenwood now as they come up with a big win. Forty-eight uh, to fourteen was the final in that one, was it not? You were correct. Yep, uh, win over Pickens in this one. Uh, all the seniors got to play, which kind of neat, senior night uh, to go along with all of this, a pink out night as well. But uh, probably the biggest highlight that you've got to look at there um, wasn't just the seniors playing. It was one senior in particular. It was Ty Johnson when he got to get in for that series. He had that big run, took him all the way down to the Pickens three-yard line. Um, they stuffed him twice, and then he had that little scoot out to the left and hit the corner, uh, sprint out that way, and ended up getting that touchdown touchdown to go along with it. Then he got carried off the field on his teammates' shoulders back to the sidelines to go along with all that. Well now this is probably
1: the smallest guy on the team. But just <laughs> physically and this is no nothing bad. This is a senior that's been there. He's put in the work. And the kid's got some quicks about him. He's got some foot speed. I would I would if I was coach, I believe I'd be looking at him as a slot receiver or something. I want to get the ball in this cat's hands and let him turn them jets on. Uh, but you you saw how much he meant to the team when he did score in a team. You know, not everybody that scores gets carried off the field on their teammate's
2: shoulder. <laughs> that was his electric play. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's all you get. And I'm gonna tell you that speed that that kid does have is amazing. I, I just – I that goes to show you how deep Greenwood was this year because we didn't see him a whole lot in the past couple of years. We've seen him in two games. That's yeah. it. And, I mean, that's that it. that's coming uh, behind uh, number 10 Tank Gary and then, you know, and the, the, Wade. the Wade brothers. And, and yeah. so, to know that you were that good, I mean, that's kind of mm. – you'd expect him maybe jumping the portal. <laughs> I don't want to use <laughs> yeah. that word for a hospital. But nah, he might have another year. Uh, no, no, Ty Johnson's a he senior. might have a he's COVID senior. year, and that's the one thing.
3: That's that's, <laughs> that's the one thing. Hey,
2: coach, you probably love that. Yeah. Um, that was the one thing that you know we've been doing all the games, and I never have just sat down until Friday night and look. And we, when we looked at it, and I'm like, how many?
0: <laughs> yeah, we had 23 seniors. Yeah, I mean,
2: and that's just I never even took the time to look down and see that we had we were that that many seniors on that team. But it's like fans they coming in. I mean, everybody's talking about what's coming up already with our JVs and then what we got coming up. You know in the next couple of years, anyway. So,
0: well, one of the other things I want to make mention is uh, th- Thomas Chandler, what he yeah. was able to yeah. do. Three big catches in this one, two of them went for touchdowns uh, in the process of all this. Again, uh, from the tight end spot, he's he's proven that he can leak out into that wide receiver role and play a big part.
2: He's that safety net for, for um, Tristan that he feels comfortable throwing to him, he and Bryce, and uh. So you see a lot of really good things. You're starting to see things coming around. And like I said, the experience these guys are getting now, even at tight end, even though he, you know, being up there, uh, is, it's going to be huge Friday night because you're going to get a lot of guys that you haven't heard of on this
0: team, and they're going to be making plays. Going to be fun. Um, Tank Gary, though, uh, <laughs> ended up did get another touchdown from 18 yards out. How electric has he been? He's been the workhorse for the Eagles. For the, Eagles the last two one. years. Yeah. Basically. Well, yeah. With V going down last year, yeah. he picked up uh, right where V left off and had to go. So. I still, I'm still,
2: really, i still thinking that Friday night I'm going to see something like I've been wanting to see with KB, be it Wildcat or whatever. Um, I, I want that kid to score one more touchdown. Hey, hey, now, KB, you listen to me. Now, you can score it on defense for me. I need that pick six.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get it for me. Let's go. Or give me a punt return, Keep return. Yeah, I, I like the the changes that Coach Liner has made okay. over the last three weeks. Now we came out flat against Greenville. We should have ended up. But uh, let's agree to agree on everything here. We all wanted North Augusta. We, to get, I did. Beat yeah, I did. <laughs> Friday night so that we would have that rematch.
2: I, and then you know now that I think about it, Tom. After what we what we able to see and then get the stats from the other game. Almost, maybe Midland Valley, because they talk in the smack in the in the CSRA, and I, I just didn't want to go down that little old press box and, and no bigger than this right here, and 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 have to do do with that kind of thing. But that was a phenomenal football game Friday night, and I'm like, I like what you said earlier. How much did it take out of these boys? They won
0: the game. I mean, they they yeah, lost the game. How tired me, but. physically are they? Because this this I mean, we play <laughs> North Augusta physical, but yeah. this was a, a region championship. This is your arch rival in your region to go along on top of all of that. And I mean, you saw the energy and electricity at the beginning of the game and some of the previews and and videos that are out there. This game took a ton of of energy out of them. I mean, and how do you how do you get up for that two two weeks in a this row? This was like, a TV game, by you? the way. Well,
1: well, I. You know, we, we had finished our game, <laughs> finished our post game. Yeah, We we had basically finished eating and we still our owned. meal, and we're still sitting there waiting on this game to end because <laughs> it was like a 48-49 ball game. Yep. And finally it ended when we were standing in the parking
2: lot getting ready to go home. So it was a long
1: game. Corey Tillman is going to
2: uh, be a tired cat. He's your quarterback. Now, I tell you the stats. I mean, he had 405 yards of offense in his game and four touchdowns, and that's mainly passing. Um, like I guess at Dunbar, 30, twenty-seven carries, 322 yards rushing for Midland Valley. I mean, they went back and forth. Michael Doe, who ran very good against Greenwood. Connor Brown receiving the ball. You see, and, and that's the thing was about North Augustus you got a kicker named Steven. And his brother's already playing at Iowa. And you know he's probably got D1 offers that's already going out somewhere like that. And I think he came down to coaching. And a lot a lot of CSR people are putting it on Coach Bush. Even to say, you know what? We haven't lost Middle Valley in 30 years. It might be your time. <laughs> this team <laughs> goes through more coaches than <laughs> – who else do we always talk about getting a new coach every year? Um, but they get through more coaches, and I mean, I hope this guy works out because uh, even their people were just talking about the fact that that when they left Greenwood, that ah, how do we do this? Because we haven't played this all year, so now they played two games. They played against us in Greenwood, and now Midland Valley. So now who's the pressure really on Tom Carroll?
0: Pressure's on North Augusta. It's all on North Augusta. And do we right
2: now. we don't fear going down there, but, do we? No. And,
0: and, and you know, Midland Valley is disrespecting Greenwood right now. They're saying that their road to the championship. Um, Starts with Easley, then goes through North Augusta and then Northwestern and then South and South Point. Um, which, if, you know, <laughs> they didn't look at this game against Greenwood and North Augusta. I mean, it was a 9.1, yeah, 49-40. And they came back from, uh, what, 21 down? Yeah. In order to win this. But uh, that was a game that Greenwood didn't know how to finish early in the season. And Greenwood knows how to finish now. All I can say is, I mean, it, I, they just <laughs> –
2: you look at records and you look at schedules, and I mean, they, they've had an easy road, and I'll say that. I mean, they all play the same schedule. And you got Aiken, South Aiken, you got Midland Valley, and you got, you know, North Augusta. And I mean, I, I just feel like we rank better against the team. But I tell you this, I think we could shut down a Trevi and Dunbar better than North Augusta did. So, you can right. disrespect Greenwood all you want, but I mean, you better be glad that we're not coming there because, I mean, we're not giving up hope anywhere we go. I mean, Coach Leiter ain't worried about where we had to play this game because <laughs> we knew we were on the road. Well, and, and he knows,
1: too, the schedule that we have played this year. And
2: they're not – this team,
1: even though we played North Augusta, and they beat, this team forgot about that game. This team's saying, we ready to go.
0: Well, it's a different team. I mean, you, yeah. you coaches made and rotated yeah, some players changes. around. We're quicker yeah. in the secondary than we were when we played them last. So, um, we're, we're, you know, a totally different team than with and what I saw with Midland Valley, they haven't changed much. No. Mm. At all. And that's what
2: – I mean, that's what – I'm just trying to figure – put my fingers on right now why that's – I will say this. I think Trevor Dunbar is a Trimbo running back. I will say that. I think he's good enough to be Trimbo. And whoever
0: gets the kid is going to get a player. All right, well, we'll break it all down one more time on Thursday before we head on over to North Augusta, <laughs> along with some of the other first round games. We've got all kinds of folks that are going to be taking part uh, in the playoffs rounds as well. Abbeville's got uh, Columbia, a game that they should win easily. Columbia had a forfeit a game earlier this year yeah. in all of that. Uh, Keenan uh, is coming to 96. 96 ended up getting second in the region, so congrats to them. Um, I feel sorry for Calhoun Falls. They got to go take on the number one team in the state in one A. That being Louisville. Uh, hopefully, you know they can show them something anything, there. That we've seen. Anything can before. happen. Anything can happen. I ain't not so fast.
2: <laughs> but we we really don't have to do a whole lot of homework. I forgot. Willie sent them to us, and I had them the whole time. I was looking at the three A right there. I mean, so I mean, there's some huge games this week coming up. I mean, I, I'd love yeah, to Emerald's, be Chester
0: Powdersville. Yeah, you know, gonna go back to yeah, BHP, BHP and yeah, that's I a mean, game that they want revenge with too. So.
2: Clinton Palmetto. I mean, there's some. Daniel poor Blue Ridge. That's all I'll say about that. But Daniel gets Blue Ridge. But the the winner of that's going to either place Woodruff for in. So yeah, the three A upper state is unreal. It is. I mean, like I said, <laughs> one, I'll even say it. I mean, I figured one A is going to come between a couple of teams, and we'll see how it goes with lower state when they get ready to get there. But I mean. I'll go home and look at this tonight. I'll to print out, well, print out. I mean, right out in my brackets for.
0: so they're bigger for me to see. But. All right. We'll run down the brackets one more time coming up on Thursday. Hope you'll join us then. Come out and visit the good folks here at Howards on Main because Thursday special twice baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich. We look forward to seeing you. Be ready to say you still got time to get here today. So. All right. <laughs> That's the coach, Dan Spivey. Chris Cox, thanks so much. I'm Tom Carroll. Thanks for joining us here on the Lakeland Sports Guys.